led them to that spot. That particular spot at that time, with its terrible denouement. For once, his intelligence had proved faulty. The worst crime any surveillance expert could commit. Killing anyone was traumatic enough. To sacrifice a trusted partner was more than he could live with. Even now. Andy Brewster, ex-SAS, had returned from Baghdad, a stretcher case, not entirely expected to walk again or even pull through. For months, as he'd lain in a hospital bed, slowly regaining the use of his legs, he'd gone endlessly over the nightmare scenario that would haunt him the rest of his life. He and Finch had worked side by side for an unbroken seven years. The trust between them had been absolute, though naturally never referred to. Yet Brewster had blundered, and Finch had been killed. He knew the image would never be expunged. There were moments still when his courage almost failed, and he longed to follow his partner into oblivion. But Brewster was made of sterner stuff. Despite the sweating and panic attacks, as his spine was fixed and his legs improved, so too did his fighting spirit. He knew he owed it to both of them to get back in the saddle as fast as he could, to justify Finch's meaningless death by continuing with the fight. He had no inclination to do anything else, even if he'd had the choice. His fluent Arabic and knowledge of Islam had led him, via the Ministry of Defence, to this role as an undercover cop. Life on the edge really suited him best. He liked to stay constantly on his toes, his firearms training and specialist degree had led him to some of the world's hottest spots. He had kept super fit and emotionally free and worked out regularly in the gym. At 42, he had been at his fighting best. Not any more, though. Since Iraq, he'd had to learn to walk again. Now he could manage without his sticks, though occasionally used one to get around when the pain was at its most intense. He rapidly weaned himself off the drugs, having seen how pernicious such a habit could become, was determined not to give in to terrorists. He had begged to be allowed to return to work, to leave the confines of the hospital, which was rapidly driving him out of his mind with a suffocating ennui, also to help him repay the debt, to give back something in recompense for having been the unwitting cause of the wasteful death of his friend. After much deliberation and the usual red tape, they'd seconded him to the Metropolitan Police, working plain clothes on the transit system, using his espionage expertise in the fight against terrorist crime. It was not a job he particularly relished, yet it fell within his limited scope until he had fully regained his strength and been given a clean bill of health. At this time of year... At the height of the season, with the tourist invasion beginning to peak, anti-terrorist skills like his were at their most essential. And it certainly been a desk-bound job, a death knell to the active career he fervently hoped he would someday be able to resume. His initial reaction to Burgess, his new partner, had been cautious in the extreme. After what he'd seen happen to Finch, he'd have far preferred to have worked on his own, for the symbiosis between partners is crucial, and he wasn't yet ready to bond again.
but police regulations said he must have one, and Burgess possessed credentials he couldn't replicate. At first they'd regarded each other with caution, then taken a walk to break the ice, and Brewster, rather to his surprise, had found himself quickly won over. Despite the fact he was trained to kill, Burgess had such an equable nature that it only took a matter of days for them to become trusted pals. They had settled down to a steady routine that varied little from day to day. Brewster hated the underground, missed the exotic delights of Baghdad, but his new companion made it easier to adjust. Furthermore, there was no denying that Burgess certainly knew his stuff. Like it or not, they were stuck with each other, certainly till the end of the season. The job was tedious, but had to be done. One blink, and a deadly device could go off.